Is my gong? Sorry, I look like this. I, I haven't slept since Friday. I got off the stage at the improv Saturday night. My phone rang. And I, I go, why is this person calling me this late? And it turned out that my good friend Dave died suddenly uh, of a massive heart attack. And I am still processing. I am still, it is, um, you know, they always say, let people know how much you love them before they pass away. Well, sometimes you don't know how much somebody means to your life until they pass away. And that's the case here. And and, uh, Dave had been in my house. He lives out of state. He flew in uh, to hang out the weekend before, came to a couple of my shows. And uh, thank God he didn't die in my house. Thank, Thank you, Dave, for not dying in my house for several reasons. Because I keep imagining Dave on my couch and I'm thinking, that person that was sitting there a couple of days ago is dead. So first of all, it brings down the value of the house. And second of all, it's just creepy. So, and what's sort of ironic or creepy is that the last joke he heard me say, and thank God I'm the last comedian Dave ever saw live. The last thing he heard me say was my joke about dying outside of the house. So I, I guess I guess he listened. I guess he listened. This uh, episode is dedicated to my friend, Dave, and more about that later. But first, let's talk about avocados. What's going on? If you live in California, or definitely Los Angeles, there is a cool tradition where neighbors have avocado trees and will give you their avocados. And this is like a nice looking store-bought looking avocado. You can really tell how much your neighbors like and respect you by the quality of avocados that they give you. So people will drop off bags, which is really nice. It's like the reverse of trick-or-treating. Like you're just sitting there, all of a sudden you hear the doorbell and someone's got a bag full of avocado. But look, this one neighbor keeps giving me these. Look at this. What is... This one has clearly been attacked by another animal. Like it was on the ground, it's bruised because it fell out of the tree. And then look at, there's like, I don't know if that's snake bites. I don't know if that's rats, but I don't share my food with animals. So I know which neighbors like me. That's what I'm saying based on, it's the avocado theory. It's the Orny Adams avocado theory. What's wrong with Orny Adams? We're going to take you from good friends dying to avocados. That's the range of this podcast. Hey, take a minute to subscribe if you haven't. A lot of the older episodes are on YouTube. You can subscribe there. Orny, Orny Adams. Boy, I've been thinking about death a lot. A lot. Because, you know, when you lose somebody this fast, it's almost impossible. I'm going to, let's talk about what I'm going to talk about on the show. Death. That's it. Death. And some motivational stuff, of course. That's really important. And our friend Harlan Williams comes back for a 15-minute insert. Boy, I stumbled a minute. I'm telling you, I haven't slept. I haven't slept. So look forward to uh, to that towards the end. And then a motivational speech by um, Theodore Roosevelt. I will be delivering at the end. So you want to stick around for that stuff. That's for sure. This is Orny Adams. This is What's Wrong with Orny Adams, episode 54. 5454. Can't believe I've been. It really feels like this is episode like 15,000. It really does. I can't believe I've, I've only done 54. So let me play this because I, I was really, you know, when you're really in the dumps and you're just like, you'll talk to anybody about it. Like you're just like, the, you know, you're 
the mailman. It's like, how oh, is everything? He just wants to, he just wants to put the mail in the box and get the hell out. And you're like, oh, my good friend just died, collapsed, heart attack. You know, like you're telling every, like every neighbor that walks by my house, they're like, you know, water, how you doing? Oh, God, I got to water this morning. Um, oh, everything's, well, you know, it's been a tough week. And it's not even like I'm looking for empathy or anything. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually looking for just someone to talk about. Because like when I have a problem, the way I work through it is I don't shut up. I just, I just have to keep saying it over and over. And that first night when I found out my friend had died and I'd spoken to him the day before and we had plans coming up, it's just, it's so, I, I just can't understand how this guy that I was talking to is smiling and, and joyful and, and, and full of life is all of a sudden not full of life. And did he suffer? And all night I kept checking my phone, almost like, like a breakup. Did the person contact me? And I kept waiting for someone to contact me and say, it isn't true. This isn't true. It isn't true. And you know, you're going through all the processes, uh, uh, all the, the things the mind goes through. Like I just, I keep playing it in my head over and over again, getting this news, you know, it's just, and what I thought, the first thought and the second thought and it's it's so I, I i tell a guy that a guy at the gym comes over to me i'm on a machine and he's one of these talkative guys he's always talking to people at the gym it's like all they do is talk i don't even some of them talk and are in great shape and then some of them talk and they're in horrible shape and for the people that are in horrible shape you want to say hey talk talk less more reps that'd be a good shirt talk less more reps and so he came over and, you know, you can just tell, you know, it looks like my face has been punched by pain. And uh, he said, how are things? I go, it's, actually, it's not a, you know, it's been a really bad week. And without skipping a beat, he said, well, well, I, I was at the dentist yesterday. I'm like, is this guy going to tell me a dentist story when I, I've got, I've got the trump card. I've got the the MasterCard here. I, I have a death. Death beats dentist any day. So I said, uh, what, what? He said, yeah, the dentist is very painful. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I want to hear all about this. So I sat there for five minutes listening to him talk about that he's going to have to need a, he needs a root canal. They did some, uh, they did two caps or something like that. They wasn't enough Novocaine. This went on for what, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. I never got to my story about my friend dying. And I just thought, isn't that life? Tell 10 million talkers, nobody listening. Isn't that what Dylan said? I think that's what Dylan said. But here's the thing. I've got this behind me. This is a plumeria tree. And I went and got this to plant in my friend's honor because he loved Hawaii. And these are the flowers. This is a yellow plumeria. Um, and I have plumerias, but I don't have any yellow ones. They're mostly like pink and maybe a dash of yellow in the middle. So these will match nicely. And so I got this uh, plumeria, and the first one I got, I'd never seen this before, where there were two stems. Usually in the, in the, when you buy them, they're very small like this, unless you get a bigger pot, which I haven't seen, I guess, or a more mature plumeria. And, and this one had two stems. I'm like, this is cool. It's already starting to stem out. Instead of a single stem coming up, there was a single stem and then two branches out. And I, I'd never seen it before. And it was the only one, and I thought, that's for Dave. Dave was unique. This is, uh, you know, this is, that's, that's Dave. So I put it, I bought it. 
bought a pot, got the special soil, put it in the car I'm driving home, and I hear some lot. I don't know what. No, what uh, what's uh, imagine the noise of, of I put the the big pot in the back seat, put the the plant in the pot, thinking it was safe. It toppled over. I pulled over. I'm in Burbank, and sure enough, this is this is what I see. These things, both of them are disconnected. And I lost it. I got out of the car in Burbank, in the middle of the street, just screaming, swearing, going nuts. And people must have been like, what is wrong? Actually, you know what? Nowadays, people probably thought it was normal. I could be having a normal reaction to anything. I absolutely lost it. And so I I, I put it back in, in the backseat of the car, the two broken branches. I go back to the store. And it's a big chain uh, store. Uh, and I said, I need. I, I held the plant like this. It's going to be hard to sort of show. Um, but I held it like, like this. Um, and I walked in with the two, holding the two branches that, you know, got knocked off and holding the pot. And I said, I, I was just here. Can I exchange this for a different one? And she's like, did you just buy this? And I'm like, yeah, I, I I've got the receipt. Now I'm holding this with the hand that would pull the receipt out of the pocket, my right hand. So now I don't want to put it down because I don't want her to see. If I put it down, if I take my hand off it, these two things are going to fall over. And she's going to say, well, why? how did that happen? We're not taking that back because you broke it in your car. And so I'm now taking my, it's like a, a like a, a bad sketch, a Charlie Chaplin sketch. I'm like, I'm using my, my left hand into my right pocket to pull out my wallet. Now I'm using my teeth to pull the Lowe's uh, sales. Now I said the name of the store. A sales receipt out, and and she looked at it. And she said, "Okay." So I went back and I and I and I swapped it. I got I got another one. There was only a few left. I took the one of the broken ones to see if I could, in Dave's honor, propagate it. Doesn't look like it. It looks like it's it's worse than it's ever been since yesterday. But that's the story of the plumeria. And of course, in my life, when things start to go bad, they really go bad. Like you know. That would only happen to me. Only me would go to buy a plant in honor of somebody and have it just break in half. And I'll tell you something. If Dave was watching from heaven or the afterlife, if you believe in that, and I don't necessarily think I do, I think the worst part about being dead that I can't comprehend is that you don't know. You don't know you're dead. He doesn't know right now he's late for meetings. He doesn't know he's... What was that noise? Not making love. I don't... Maybe he does. Maybe he knows because I hear the birds chirping and, and and maybe that's him. So I've been talking to everybody, everybody. And a comedian said to me, I said, you know, I'm just really, I just feel stuck. You know, the t- typical conversation that, that uh, people have at this point in their life. And he said, you need to watch this video. I do this every day. It changed my life. And the name of the video on YouTube is the number one habit billionaires run daily. And it's uh, by a woman named Mel Robbins. No relation to Tony Robbins. I Google it for you because listen, I'm watching this thing thinking the whole time. What is it? What is the Robbins? What are they just uh, motivational speaking people? Is this all they do? So listen to this. See if you can do this. This is all about rewiring your brain to think more positively. And uh, I think I'm beyond repair. <laughs> I don't think I have a chance. I just think negative. I just think negative. And this has been a negative week. It's been a negative uh, six months for all the reasons that we've discussed a million times on this podcast. 
But listen to this. See if you could do this. Nice music. If you expect to achieve your goals, if you expect to reach your potential, if you expect mm-hmm. to have your dreams come true, well, what I'm about to explain to you is mission critical. Mission you critical. must Military. become a master at visualization. Okay, I'm ready. All right. For those of Let's you that are like, what the heck is she talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? I did about? not sign up for some sort of meditation, woo-woo, spiritual thing here. That's right. I didn't sign up for some 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 tree-hugging bullshit, meditation, yoga, eat the right foods. I want to make money. Don't worry. Okay, this good. is Mel Robbins. Hey, Mel. There's always science and research involved okay. in everything science. that I talk about. Science. So visualization. You know science is? Dave's dead. That's science. Is a extraordinarily powerful I love skill. The music. You may have heard of the law of attraction. I you sure may have. have heard of the word visualization. I you may sure have heard have. of the word manifesting. I have. I've heard of uh I've I've heard of calories in, calories out. I've heard of uh an apple a day keeps the doctor away, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. I've heard uh Buy low, sell high. None of this is work. I call it seeing signs. Yeah, seeing signs. Your brain has a system in it. Here's the technical term. It's called the reticular Reticular. activating system. That's right. It is a network of neurons all up in here. So basically, this is what she's saying. uh, She's saying that if you visualize your goals, this is based on science, that you will make them come true. Haven't we heard heard this a million? Is this the secret? You don't think we're all visualizing? It's called daydreaming. I used to do it. Here's the thing. I've tried three times to do what she's saying, which is very simple. Take 30 seconds. And like like if you have low self-esteem, you imagine yourself having confidence. You imagine yourself speaking up in meetings and suddenly it comes true. You manifest it. You rewire your brain. You rewire your memories and your senses because you created all these false uh, perceptions of yourself. And the brain can actually, you can train the brain to filter things differently. So you can take what is a truth, like you're a loser and you can rewire your brain so you don't feel like a loser. And I could not, for the life of me, rewire my brain. I can't, I can't, like, I know what I want. I know what I want. It's the same things I've wanted my, almost my entire life. And I've visualized it. And it, it doesn't work. I actually am at the point now, like, have you ever tried to think of yourself as an old person with a cane in a wheelchair, gray, drooling on yourself at the end of the line? You, you, I can't. Can you? Can you? Is it possible? Does the brain allow that? My brain will not allow me to think in terms of like, you know, what I want anymore. I used to be able to, and I even have the good music. You need to, uh, this is Orny Adams. Do you want to be a, a billionaire, successful, happy in life? happy relationships. All you need to do, and this is not based on science or anything. This is just based on uh, me talking right now. You may have heard things like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And it does. But there's more to it. You need to visualize that that apple 
is keeping the doctor away. You may have heard of calories in, calories out to lose weight. Low carbs, high protein. Remember the guy who came up with that diet? Actually passed out, hit his head on the pavement and uh, died. But enough of that. This is about being positive. Visualizing. Visualizing. Don't you see it? Don't you see yourself being triumphant? Everybody loving you and high-fiving you in a happy relationship and you're married and you have a beautiful house and kids in the white picket fence and you're devoid of any issues. All you have to do is think about this for 30 seconds a day. Rewire your brain. Tell your brain. Tell your brain. Think that you have a billion dollars and you will go to the bank and you will have a billion dollars. It is that easy. It is that easy. And this isn't this isn't one of those hippie, commune, kumbaya, play the drums. This doesn't involve drugs, mescaline or whatever that stuff, DDT, whatever that stuff is. This doesn't involve eating toad, toad venom. This is you telling your brain. This is you telling your brain. This is one of the atoms. I've been doing this for three days now and uh, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. But I suggest you watch this video. It's called The Number One Habit of Billionaires that Billionaires Run Daily. Mel Robbins, her voice, she's a motivational speaker. You can just tell by her voice. She's very motivational. Uh, she she really is. And it's interesting. And, and here's the thing. I don't subscribe to a lot of this stuff. I help hate self-help books. But, and again, I haven't slept, so I'm sorry. I'm stumbling on my words more than I normally do. Um, it can't hurt to do this. Just don't start talking. Don't go around and tell people that they need to rewire their reticular activating system. Don't don't say the same words that she says. Don't say, you've got to train your brain. You've got to be good to yourself. You've got to visualize and it'll come true. And then you start to act like you're a winner because you think you're a winner. That's basically what it is. Uh, you don't think we're all daydreaming? I mean, I think most people daydream of a better life. Do they get it? Uh, I don't know. The other thing she said, if you're going to just do this based on what I'm saying or what you've heard is you have to close your eyes and you have to imagine a specific picture. And that's what I wasn't able to do. I wasn't able to, I, I couldn't even visualize what the success, I know what it is. I know what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I know what it is. And I wasn't able to put myself there and see people reacting to me as it, as this happened. So, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. I've been watching a documentary on Teddy Roosevelt. And what a fascinating... I think it was on History Channel, two parts. I knew very little about this president. He became president because he was vice president. And um, the president he was vice president for was uh, McKinley. McKinley was assassinated. And then at one point, Theodore Roosevelt was shot. So uh, I guess we've always had a gun problem. But in those days, like the guy who shot uh, Theodore Roosevelt was like five feet away and he, you know, it, it didn't kill him. In fact, Theodore Roosevelt gave a 90 minute speech after that with a gunshot wound. You talk about badass. Um, but I'm watching this documentary and I'll just give you some qu quick history. Theodore Roosevelt uh, 
was responsible for the Food and Safety Act, the Panama Canal. He was part of the Rough Riders. He put together the first volunteer uh, cavalry that uh, invaded Cuba in the Spanish War. He was a he was a man that believed in uh, living life and not just saying things but doing things. Very different than me. So he he was maybe ashamed that his dad avoided the Civil War because his dad's. Uh, you know, brother-in-law was in the South and there was a chance that they would have been fighting each other. And he felt sort of ashamed or felt like he had to do that right. So uh, Theodore Roosevelt was always on adventures, went out to the Badlands, lived off of the land, you know, really put himself at risk. That's how he, he didn't visualize. He actually did this stuff. He went to war, was shot at, um, all this sort of stuff. And he, he, uh, ran for president and uh, won a second a, a term finally and, and did a lot of great stuff. He stopped the coal mine strike and he threatened that if they didn't uh, come to terms, the coal miners that he would uh, send in the army. This was the this whole, you've heard these things before, speak softly and carry a big stick, right? That's that's one of the things he would say, which you tell kids this in, in, in high school and they turn it into a dick joke, right? Oh, I got a big stick and I'm being loud, you know, whatever it is. That's why history, history when you're in high school sucks. It's boring. This stuff is boring. I don't care about the square deal. I don't care that somebody was assassinated a hundred years ago. But as you get older, and then they hook, they try and hook you in little stories. Like they would tell you in high school that George Washington had wooden teeth. He didn't have wooden teeth. They made that up because history is so boring. You're like, this is boring. Guy cut down a, a cherry tree or whatever. And apologize. Who cares? I don't want to listen to them. And they're like, he had wooden teeth. You're like, what? Wait a minute. Now I'm interested. What do you mean wooden teeth? Why do you have regular teeth? How do you put wooden teeth in? How do you floss with wooden teeth? How do you brush the right way with wooden teeth? Um, so I think he's the youngest president ever, ever uh, elected. I think he was 42 years old. And uh, he started the Square Deal, which was domestic policies promising the average citizen fairness, breaking of trust, regulations of railroads, and pure food and drugs. He uh, vigorously promoted the conservative movement, emphasizing, and this is different conservative than today, efficient use of natural sources. He he dramatically expanded the system of national parks and national forests. He was very into preservation. But here's the thing. As these two sides are arguing, and believe me, they argued, workers, and, and then the companies, and they came to back, and I'm watching all these people, and I'm thinking, they're all dead. None of this matters. All this stuff that controlled their lives doesn't matter anymore. I'm watching dead people's promises. The other thing I realized, like with the coal strike, which is very similar to what's going on with the, the oil uh, problems now, nothing's changed. People are still shooting people. Nothing has changed. How can you, through visualization, where's my music? That's not it. Well, that's that guy. Remember this guy? Peter Cass. Remember this? Never, 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 never. Never, never, never. Uh, how, how in your life, how in your life can you? And I'm not wait, now that I'm thinking about this motivational stuff. Where is that music? Because hi, this is Orny Adams, and I'm uh, I'm a motivational just person in general. And I think the problem with the products that I put out there is. 
Yeah, my comedy makes you laugh, but does it make you feel better? If you visualize, you'll become a billionaire. If you listen to my podcast, you'll, you'll get nothing. If you join a cult, you'll, you'll be a short in afterlife. If you listen to my words, you'll be short nothing. If you, if you join a movement, maybe, maybe you get laid. Mine, nothing. This is Ronnie Adams. I don't know if I'm for visualization or not. I'm going to visualize right now. I'm going to visualize that uh, all women are attracted to me. And believe me, I've visualized this many times before and it's had zero results. Well, some results, but I'm alone when that happens. Take a deep breath. Remember, you're a winner. You're a winner and you're going to have a billion dollars. Everybody that listens to this, that visualization video has 10 billion views. Are there 10 million billionaires all of a sudden? I think you know what I mean. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking with these dead dead people. Let's end two things. I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk to Harlan Williams in a, in, a, in a minute. I'm vowing to keep these podcasts tighter and shorter and less rambling because there's a lot of rambling. And I'm going to uh, give a motivational speech, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. But I just want to say this. This is motivational, too, and really kind of cool. There's a guy named Jeff Ament, who is the bassist for... Jeez, uh, why am I blanking on the band? Why am I blanking? Uh, oh, my... Um, oh, my God. This is one I wish we could edit this. Pearl... No. Oh my God, how am I blanking on the... Um, hold on. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest, biggest band. I'm just like, I was just celebrating. I was just celebrating that I was going to get out of this podcast. Uh, okay. Jeff Allen Ament is an American musician and songwriter who is best known for the bassist in the American rock jam... Pearl Jam. Oh, oh, I will survive. Oh, oh, ah. Except for my friend that's dead. <clears throat> I am still processing. I'm still in shock. The brain, the way the brain works, I've just been in a fog of Dave for the last few days. So again, my sincere apologies and condolences to his family, his daughter, his son, his wife, and everything. And, um, you know, Dave would want us to laugh. Um, and so that's, that's part of it. But this guy, Jeff Amart, this guy's my hero. The guy made all his money in arts. He's in this successful band. They sold 10 million albums. And he's taken the money and he's gone back to Montana where he's from. And he's building ramps for skateboarders on reservations. And I think it's so cool. These, these skate parks cost about $500,000. And I think he's done like 30 of 30 of them, 23 of them, a lot. He spent millions of dollars. And I think that is so cool. And that really, I wish I was at that point in my life. I wish I had done so well that I could just start giving it away and thanking everybody for really supporting me. It's really, really cool. And he's not Native American, or do we say indigenous now? I want to be respectful. Um, he 
but he went back to where he was from and he built these parks because he knows that there's a lot of trouble in, in this world for these kids in particular and on these reservations with drinking and drugs. And he just, he, he wanted to make their lives better. And I just think it's so cool and so motivational. It just really got me going. Let's end with a, uh, oh, you know what? Let me play Harlan Williams right now. Harlan Williams came, visited me before a hike here in Big Yellow. Um, and we had a nice conversation. I wanted to keep it short and we discussed, well, it's very strange. There are these baby dolls washing up on the beaches. It's, it's very strange. And also, uh, I had him do the hanger effect. If you follow me on, uh, TikTok, I talk about this hanger effect where if you put a hanger on your head, it causes an involuntary movement. Well, uh, I think it's bullshit. And even if you visualize it, it doesn't happen. So uh, I'll be back in uh, in 15 minutes to wrap this up. I want to welcome back a buddy. <laughs> We're already laughing. We should just... <laughs> we just get each other, don't we? I don't know if we do or we don't, but that's what I don't get that we get. But I just said I want to welcome back, and already the joy, the joy <laughs> is... is uh, I want to welcome back to my podcast, uh, regular guest, friend, Harlan Williams. We're going to hey. do... Just 10 minutes. A 10-minute smash box. And since you've been on my podcast, yeah. Harlan has relaunched his podcast, which oh, yeah. I recommend you tune Thank into, you. The Harlan Highway, Yeah, on YouTube. And you are my very second guest on it. First guest. Oh, you, yeah. You, I mean, you're on the second episode as I, the very first guest. I wanted to bring that up because I did yeah. the research. The team has researched it. I am on the most watched episode of The Harlan Highway. Are you? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I that makes sense. We broke records. Good. It's just, my it's, career's taken off since appearing on that. Good, good. Well, that's what I want to hear. Good. 10 minutes with Harlan. Let's begin with a story that I sent you uh, via text for yeah. you to do on your podcast. I don't know if you did, but yeah. the headline reads, Why do creepy dolls keep washing up on the Texas beaches? Oh, God, yeah. What do you think of, did you look at the link that I sent you? Uh, I don't know if I did. You sent it to me like yes. weeks ago. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. I've been waiting to talk to you about it because it's right. This is right up your alley. This is like so hard. This is perfect for us to talk about. Oh, wait. Yeah, maybe I did. Okay. Remind okay. me. Okay. In Texas. Yeah. There's a research team that goes mostly the South Padre Islands and, and through the Gulf and they pick up debris on the beaches. Yeah. Amongst the volleyballs the high-heeled shoes, and other random debris I find. One type of trash that stands out and keeps coming for some reason, which I can't explain, are creepy dolls. Ooh. Some of the toys have no hair. Others have gooseneck barnacles. Wow. And I think of all the barnacles you're going to get in your eye. Yeah. Gooseneck. Well, wasn't there a, a run of Barbie gooseneck barnacle beach house dolls? They're they're actually uh, right now they're reissuing. Okay, we had the originals when we were kids. Yeah, uh, barnacles growing out of their eyes and mouths. Uh, turtles have taken bites out of these. This is part of the problem. It's harmful. The dolls are harmful, and the debris is harmful to plastic, to marine wildlife. Turtles often mistake the creepy dolls for food. I'm calling yeah. today. Yeah, for a ban. On dolls. What? All dolls? All dolls. Listen what? to me. I'm talking right into camera what? one. The dolls are... Ki Hold on, I'm serious. The do 
the dolls are killing the sea turtles. The sea turtles think that... Uh, and these sea turtles, by the way, let's not forget the poster child for uh, taking away our straws. This guy. Is that a narwhal? That is... That's a very good question. That is it looks a, like a narwhal to me. No, that is not. That's an olive ridley fork. No, our olive ridley turtle... And sometimes plastic forks. I don't know why we've not that. Called- that looks like a Swiss Army turtle to me. I mean, isn't that a, a can opener coming out of his forehead? No, that's a plastic fork. I'm calling for the ban of plastic forks. I'm calling, wow. and I'm serious. This turtle, this one turtle, shoved this straw in his nose and took a selfie, and that has led to the ban, Harlan, the ban of plastic straws, which you and I grew up with. Yeah, we. Love them. Yeah. If you had enough money, you had the crazy straw, which smelled like a Michelin tire. Oh, the one with all the twirls in it? Like an amusement park ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were a flea, you would spend all day on that thing. Well, they've taken away the straws because of that. And you're right. You would spend all day. It would be exciting. This is before the internet. I'm calling now for the ban, the immediate ban. Immediate. So I, I want all dolls illegal until these kids can learn how to... Hold on to them and not throw them in the water. Wait, isn't there a bigger question here, though, guy? What? Well, what are dolls a replica of? I think you're going exactly where my mind went. Small children. So I think we've got man-eaters on our hands. This is exactly the second thought. This is why you and I get along. What? These sea turtles that we love and respect so much are really out to eat our children. They're carnivores. They're not good species amphibians they want to be us they want to use straws sorry that they can't figure out how to use a straw well they got flippers i mean how do you even pick the damn thing up no wonder it got it jammed up its nose uh they uh, can you imagine a turtle with its flippers trying to grasp a straw something this that it, it can't even it would take all day but you understand the the evolution of humans we didn't always have thumbs we didn't no. how did we hitchhike it's a very good question. At, at, you did this. You put your hand, and then you took one of your fingers like this. This was how you would hitchhike on the side of the road. Wow. Yes, yes. Almost like putting a doll together. But when we didn't have thumbs, Harlan, we weren't sitting around complaining like the sea turtles going, hey, uh, I don't have a, a, a thumb to put this in my mouth. Oh, well, wait it's in a my minute. Nose. You could pick up a straw with fingers. Yeah. You don't need a thumb to grab a straw. And so you can with flippers. The, the problem is, once again, you're empathizing with the sea turtle. I'm not empathizing. I, I want to see those fat shelled bastards in the electric chair. I say, They're murderers. Now we're talking. Homicide. Uh, whoa. Look at that. Look at that doll. Does that have a fish in its eye? It's got. Look at just look at some of these dolls. Uh, Good I love Lord. that that one. Wow, uh, she's a beauty, isn't she? With oh, the red God. hair, and she's been duct taped around her feet. Yeah, there's some creepiness. The first one. Oh, that one's been sharpied. Yeah, this one. I don't know what that. Green oh stuff is. wow, I think it's uh, gel. It's toothpaste. This looks like Medusa or whatever with the wow. hair. Wow. Now look at this. This was the first Ooh. one found that they put up on their website. This is a marine biologist group. This is a blow up doll. And it was such looks a, like it blew up. Yeah, it was such a hit. Wow, like, that's more like a Hiroshima doll. That thing blew up real big. Wow, too soon. is that is that is, is that uh, sloppy Joe in the thing's mouth? I don't Where know. Where in the ocean can you float around and harvest sloppy Joe meat off a coral reef? But 
here's here's the thing. What? Here's the thing. These dolls, this, this researcher group in Texas, the the uh, Mission Aranzas National Estu Estuary. Am I saying that right? Does it even matter? Does it anyone, does. It's just the mission. The mission. The mission. Alejo Capoca la Wala de Hija. Nobody cares. Nobody even Could you believes do it without this. Without the accent, please. Well, I'm trying to be accurate. Okay. They they find in this forty mile stretch it's yeah. called the On, uh, loop just, current. Why don't we rename it Jeffrey Dahmer Beach? How Thank about you. that? I Thank mean, you. I'd I'd sign please. that uh, petition. You would? I would actually. Yeah, yeah. The, this these dolls it's got to stop so they put this up on their facebook page yeah and this is what i'm trying to get at i can't believe our 10 minutes is almost up we're gonna i think we have to extend it already because there's one more thing i want to talk about oh you're such a doll yeah is they put this up on the oh my yeah go ahead thank you for not making the noise again i know it's time. hard with a bottle i love it but you gotta do it with a can they so. put this up on the facebook page there was such interest that somebody offered to buy it but buy this doll? They're now selling the dolls off of the way. Somebody paid $35 for that, which goes to the preservation of turtles. I'm sure that $35 is really going to help wow. a lot. $35. Wow. I'm going to donate $35 to this group. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. yes. Well, you try and say it. It's right there. Okay. The paragraph. Researchers at Mission what, what was that? That's the you got it wrong, buzzer. That sounded a lot like a turtle mating call. <clears throat> you horny little seashell <clears throat> barnacle covered bitch. And some of these sea turtles may not be trying to eat the little children. Perhaps they're yeah sexually attracted to our young. Well, look at the mouth on this thing. I well, mean, if I'm a turtle, that's where I want to go. Right. There's probably a turtle laying its eggs in it in the. I don't know if that's for eggs because that's what humans do they lay their eggs in people's mouths so they're now do you think the people yeah. that this 10 minute experiment's horrible it's already you know almost a full podcast well i'm ready to stop i mean okay. I'm, I'm gonna stop at 10 okay I, hold on hold on because i have two things to say yes and i'll listen to this later and i'll just go how many mistakes did you make Orny? just relax yeah i'm um, doing great don't you think the people that are buying these dolls are as creepy as the dolls? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, it, what's what's amazing to me, it's a whole different collection of dolls. Mm -hmm. It's from a kid's doll to an adult blow-up doll. Right, range. So you got to wonder, how are they all finding their way to this same spot? Is... It's There's a loop current. There's a name for it. it, it all the, These dolls are coming from the Caribbean, some of them. Are you serial? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are just... They're collector's items. So people are But I think we need to follow these people yeah. that are buying these dolls. They need to be on a special list because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not too sure they're all with it. Like a watch list? A watch list because I believe, much like I want a watch list, you know the when you're a kid and there's a birthday and they yeah. put those trick candles on the cake. Yeah. And, you, and whoosh, you blow it out. And then a second later they come back it on. Comes back on. And all the adults go, keep blow, blow it again. Try yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. Try again. And the kid does it. Yeah. I figured it out the first time. You I go, did. I go, candles don't relight themselves, at least not all of them. And I I was done with the game. And I looked at the adults and I said, <laughs> not on my watch. Oh, really? I, the, I went to a party once. The kid must have done it four to six times. I'd like to know where that kid is today. I'd like to track all the kids that couldn't figure out the trick candles. I'd like to find out where they are, what, what they've done with their lives. 
because as you can see, I figured out right away, and I'm very successful. I, I'm doing a podcast in a Shasta trailer. Okay? Yeah. I want to talk seriously for one minute exactly. Yeah. About, because I, I do a joke about the straw ban. Yeah, yeah. It's and, great. Uh, I go out on a, and I, I talk about how we need straws and how absurd it is and stuff like that. But this is why comedy is scary nowadays. It's hard to have an opinion nowadays because people overreact. I don't know if you've noticed this. Oh, yeah. But here's what's great is upon making this observation, the absurdity of banning straws. Right. When there's so much plastic out there. When the straw usually comes in a plastic cup and a plastic lid, but we're just focusing on the straw. Right. I make this joke, and then I research it, and it makes me aware that there is a problem. Right. Now I'm the guy who's going to make a donation to the... If you can read that, please. The Mission Arisa Kaunuto Ariti Atarorizwaram Untala. I am making a donation to them for $35. I'm going to match I wasn't finished. the highest bid. I wasn't Look forward, you people there, look forward to the I had checks. two more words. Go. I am making a donation to that group for $35. A check will be in the mail. I'll Venmo you if you have one of those QR codes on your site. And I'm going to match the blow-up doll donation just to show you that I've changed. Through comedy, I've yeah. become more conscious and more aware that there is a problem. I'm calling for the ban of all plastic. Oh, you're ban plastic. You know what? Ban oceans. Whoa. Ban oceans. I just realized the ocean's the problem. These little turtles that are touching our baby dolls, our little replicas, as you pointed out. Well, dude, you know that in three weeks is the next full moon, and that's when all the new baby turtles come out. Mm -hmm. So do you have like a large shovel or anything? I'm not going to whack them. At least I'm not going to put that on tape, but... There's, there's a problem, and I'm just saying on a serious note, sometimes reform can come through comedy. Sometimes being buffoonish, being wild and out there and saying something outrageous to get a reaction yeah. or to take a side that isn't the common side can create awareness. And let's be aware of that yeah. when we watch comedy before we knee-jerk reaction and go after people. That's all wow. I'm saying. Wow, dude. Harlan Williams, finally. Are you familiar with the hanger reflex? Yes. That is when you're going through your closet and one of your coat hangers falls and you grab for it before it hits the floor? That's not this particular, but that is a good... Okay. Why is it falling? Isn't it on? I know, but sometimes you pick up, they get intertwined, or you, mm -hmm. you know, you got five or six suits, and they get and then all of a sudden, and you grow. Yeah. Anyways, it sounds like I was wrong. People are putting coat hangers. I'm going to actually actually ask you to do something first. You trust me, right? Yeah, sort of. Put this. Take the headphones off. So this is a this is a scientific experiment. Put this as if you're Steve Martin with the arrow. Put okay. that on. And nothing's happening, right? No. That's what happened when I did it. According to this, there is a... The latest trend to take over the platform is the hanger reflex. This is on uh, TikTok. Um, a genuinely mystifying challenge which involves stretching out a wire coat hanger, which you've done, yeah. right? So that it fits onto your head, which you've done. Yeah. 
I did it the first time. I had the shirt still on the hanger. That didn't work. Hold and, on. And th- oh, dude. What, you're getting? I just purpose? got an erection. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not the hanger. Hanger? The latest trend. I barely tra- know her. <laughs> Once in place, the wearer, that's you. Yeah will find their head moving completely involuntarily either to the left or the right. Is that happening? No. I'm calling it right now. The hanger reflex is bullshit. And this wasn't just like a ruse to make your buddy look like a moron. Is that the real name of the segment? I think it's a great... Uh-huh. I think it's a great look. Harlan, if you uh-huh. could look straight in the camera and tell us where we can find you. Hi, you can find me hanging in Orny's closet <laughs> with a sea turtle in his pants. Uh, check out my podcast, The Harland Highway, on YouTube. And uh, be nice to turtles. Bless the turtles. Ban all plastic. Orny Adams reformed. All right, welcome back. Thanks, Har. That was fun. I mean, if you watch our energy, you can just tell it's two dudes that get each other, respect each other, and it was like a nice symphony, a nice dance, comedy dance. I hope you enjoyed that as as, as much as I did. Theodore Roosevelt, in 1910 in Paris, delivered this speech. It's called In the Arena, and I know it because it was introduced to me by an ex-girlfriend. She hand-wrote out the speech for me, framed it, and it was behind me. You know, I'd be facing my desk. It'd be, it was behind me on a bookcase for years. And it's really motivational. And I'm going to read it to you, but first, I found this. This is John F. Kennedy. Peter Roosevelt once said, The credit belongs to the man. To the man. Who's actually in the arena. Who's actually in the arena. Face is marred by face dust. Face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood. blood. Not ask not what the country can do for you and spends himself himself where they cause. I'm mocking this speech. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it for you. I need motivational. I need music behind me, right? It is not the critic who counts. I'm going to do this again. I didn't like that. Because this is actually a really motivational speech. Um, So I I, I do want to take it seriously. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. I'm starting again. Damn it. Music's too loud. And I'm not getting the rhythm. I'm not doing Theodore Roosevelt right. Who at best, if he wins, knows the thrills of high achievement. high achievement. And if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Maybe I'm so just that not as his good place as shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. All I want to say is this is maybe what you can get from this podcast. Maybe this inspires you to do further research because I watched this documentary on Theodore Roosevelt and it inspired me to do further research. I watched um, this thing on the, that bassist whose name I can't still remember or the jam. Oh, oh Pearl Jam. It says it right there. Pearl Jam. I just got nervous. Jeff Ahmed. And it made me sort of watch Pearl Jam videos. So, um, you know, maybe it inspires in that sense. This is a very motivational speech. And think about it. The first half means more to me. Ready? 
It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Episode 54. Thank you, Harlan. Thank you for the people that motivated me. And again, life is life is short. So visualize and get out in there, live. Visualize, like Mel suggests, Mel Robbins, and live like Theodore Roosevelt recommends. Because you know neither victory nor defeat unless you are in the arena. And thank you to my neighbors that give me avocados. Please give me the good ones, not the shitty ones. Seriously, I'm better than that. Thank you, Ernesto Hurtado, for mastering this podcast. If you want to keep in touch, the email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. Uh, teamwhatswrong.com is a website that has all the portals for all the audio, which can be found everywhere. You're listening to this right now, maybe on Spotify, maybe on iTunes, I don't know. Maybe you're watching the video on my Patreon. Maybe you're watching the video on YouTube. Who knows? But I want to thank everyone that supports me, and please have a wonderful life. Life. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Whatever. I haven't slept. I haven't slept. I tried. I tried, everybody. I'm here because I'm here for me, and I'm here for you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and have have a wonderful life. Buy low, sell high.